0: Hello everyone, I'm back. I've been gone for a long time, a lot longer than I was meant to be gone for. Because I am home now, as I'm sure anyone who's listened to the previous two episodes will know, I was stuck in London alone before, in my tiny little flat in Peckham, and I was very sad and sort of in the midst of a bit of a breakdown. But finally, I have come home and thankfully, I'm a lot, lot happier now. Now, firstly, I really want to talk about some quite interesting new terms that are entering the Oxford Dictionary. And these have all entered the dictionary since lockdown and I find them quite hilarious, to be honest. I actually stole these from my auntie on Facebook. So we have, Corona Coaster. The ups and downs of your mood during the pandemic. You're loving lockdown one minute, but suddenly weepy with anxiety the next. It truly is an emotional Corona Coaster. And there's Quarantinis, which I quite liked. They're experimental cocktails mixed from whatever random ingredients you have in the house. I made a cocktail. I don't know if you can even call it a cocktail, really. The other day, I made Bellinis for the first time. But I think the only reason I didn't fuck them up was because it's literally two ingredients. It's just fruit puree and prosecco. So I'm not entirely sure that qualifies as a cocktail, but it was nice either way. Um, There is also coronials. As opposed to millennials, this refers to the future generation of babies conceived or born during the coronavirus quarantine. They might also become known as Generation C or more spookily, Children of the Corn. I quite like that. And there's furlough merlot, wine consumed in an attempt to relieve the frustration of not working, also known as Bordeaux or Cabernet tedium. And I mean, there are actually quite a lot more. This is another one of my favourites. Quentin Quarantino, an attention seeker uses their time in lockdown to make amateur films. And... I just think that's quite funny because I think I know a lot of people who are a Quentin Quarantino. And then we also have anti-social distancing. Using health precautions as an excuse for snubbing neighbours and generally ignoring people you find irritating. I think I've done that, to be honest. I'm sorry to say, I definitely am anti-social distancing a lot. I mean, maybe not so much now that I'm home, but I definitely have been. I think when I was in London, I was sort of ignoring people and using the lockdown as an excuse to just ignore every single message I received, which isn't great, but I'm not doing that anymore. I think that was also because I was just very sad. But since I've been home, I've been a lot happier and I know some people are going to be absolutely distraught at this and maybe angry at me that I haven't ever done this before, but I've just started reading all of the Harry Potter books and I know I feel like I'm very very late to the game especially considering I'm 21 and most people read the Harry Potter books when they're about 12 but I I'm there now I think I just um, I mean when I was younger I I really wasn't a big reader at all I think I because my whole family um, I'm a family of readers and writers and you know everyone in my family is quite creative and intelligent and I always felt like I was the not the stupid one but like the fooler in the family I know that sounds really really sad um but no I just I I never have felt as equally as intelligent as the rest of my siblings and so I sort of just purposely decided to not even try when I was younger and so I just rejected all all of that in an attempt to just not have to compare myself I suppose and looking back that was not the right thing to do but anyway I'm not like that anymore and a lot of people who know me will know that I love reading now and I love writing and it's wonderful but yeah young me just didn't wasn't into that and I was just a bit of a strange child but anyway so I'm I'm reading the Harry Potter books now and I've read the first two I finished them in about three days and I absolutely loved them and I'm on to the third one now but I'm only a couple of chapters in because I keep getting distracted and I and kind of forgetting I've just been I've had really, really bad toothache for the past, I think like week or maybe even longer. I don't don't know how long it's been now, but I've had an insane toothache and then the toothache has now turned into ulcers and I don't know if that's because it's healing or just because my mouth is just fucked, but I have really bad ulcers now, like all over my mouth and I mean, it even hurts to talk. I feel like I have a lisp, um... But yeah, so I've just been, I've just not been able to concentrate on anything for longer than like 10 minutes because I just, when I'm focusing too much on something, my mouth just hurts so much and all I can think about is the pain and then I can't concentrate on whatever it is I'm doing. So reading has actually been really hard because I keep starting to read and then I'm like, oh my fucking god, my mouth and then I just end up getting distracted and like, around my room and just yeah it's just fucking annoying and inconvenient but it's not it's pretty trivial in the grand scheme of things but yes that's been very annoying but I'm really enjoying the Harry Potter books and I now also understand why lots of people don't like the films because they aren't they aren't really that accurate to the books I mean obviously I feel like this is just always the way films or series etc are never quite like the books and if you've read the books before you watch the TV show or the film I think there's always some disappointment because it's it's just never exactly how you imagine it in your head. Um, which actually reminds me of another thing I wanted to talk about which is normal people because everyone is obsessed with that at the moment, because the TV series has come out, it came out, I think, a week or so ago. Um, And for anyone who doesn't know, the Normal People series is based off of Sally Rooney's novel, Normal People, which I absolutely loved. I read it, um, God, when did I read it? I think I read it um, summer last year, maybe, yeah August or September last year um it was given to me by my friend Sia and she loved it and she was like you have to read it you have to read it it's so good and it was it was amazing um it was absolutely devastating though um so heartbreaking I like I, I wasn't okay for like a good month and especially I think I read it at a really terrible time because my ex and I had broken up like maybe five months before I watched it not watched it read it and um yeah I think maybe that was too soon but it was written incredibly and I still need to read Sally Rooney's other book Conversations with Friends I actually have it sitting next to me right now because I I really do want to read it um but yeah so the series came out on BBC the other week I can't remember the exact date it came out but it's been out for a week or two now and I obviously wanted to watch it because I loved the book so much but I was also very hesitant because of course like I said I feel like adaptations of books are never exactly how you want them to be and they're never exactly how you pictured the characters being and all of that stuff. However, I think the series did the book justice, and I really, really liked it, and I think Marianne and Connell's characters were really, really well cast. Um, But I have heard sort of mixed reviews, because a lot of people have messaged me and said, oh my god, I found Marianne's character so unlikable in the series, and I just don't like her like she seems really mean she's so horrible to connell and i didn't get that i didn't think that at all i mean i don't know if that's because i read the book before and i just loved marianne in the book and i i think i actually dislike connell i mean i it's weird because obviously i feel sorry for him for many reasons i don't want to give too many spoilers in case people haven't read or watched it but um yeah I don't know I have mixed feelings but I have always loved Marianne and I was really quite shocked at people who have been saying they don't like her so I don't know it's really weird but I, I really like the series although I I binged it which was I think not a good decision because of how incredibly heartbreaking the story is Um. so if you haven't watched it yet I would suggest breaking it up a bit maybe watch maybe watch one episode a week like how it would be if it aired you know because i i binged it in in like an evening and a day and god i just felt so empty afterwards it just it wasn't it really was not a good idea and especially considering i had my a uni hand in um i think like three days or something after it came out and i was like oh i'll I need to finish my uni work before I can watch it and I have no self-discipline so of course I watched it and then because I felt so you know fucking horrible (laughs) after doing that I just didn't want to do my uni work and it was sort of downward spiral so I wouldn't recommend binging it because it yeah it's not good for your brain. Unless you're someone who feels good after you've done that. But I mean, I don't think that's a lot of people. I certainly didn't. Now, as a family, since I've been at home and I've been home for... Gosh, I don't know how... Maybe two or two or three weeks? I don't know if it's been three. Quite. I think this might be the third week we're coming on to now that I've been home. I'm not entirely sure. I feel like I've lost all sense of time, to be quite honest. But I, when I came home... I decided that I thought it would be fun, like everyone else, if we had a family quiz via Zoom. Because my both of my parents, my younger sister and me, are all at home here in the countryside. In our family home. And my older sister is in Sheffield. And my older brother is in London with his girlfriend. And so I thought it'd be nice if the seven of us did a weekly family quiz and so i was in charge the first week which was last week and um it was so fun i just loved coming up with all the rounds and also i loved being quizmaster because it means you can't lose and i'm very competitive but obviously it means you can't win either but you know i just i'll take it so that was really fun and i really enjoyed it and um then it was my younger sister's turn to be quizmaster on friday so the other day and my god I did terribly I thought oh yeah I've really got this like I'm sure she'll ask questions which I'll know the answers to because you know we like similar things she's younger than me it's fine everything will be fine it was absolutely not fine one of her rounds was based entirely on cricket and gymnastics because she when she was younger she was very into sport and did a lot of gymnastics and a lot of cricket and um my dad is an avid cricket player too and um I just I I think I got maybe one answer correct in that round and the entire quiz was ended up being out of um 50 I think but we only do we do four rounds and each round has 10 questions in that's the format that we've worked out is the best because that usually lasts around an hour and a half which is a you know quite good time frame and um God, yeah, I just did awfully. Her first round was a Hans Zimmer round where she played snippets of some of Hans Zimmer's songs and we had to guess which film they were from. Now, I fucking smashed this round. I was great because I adore Hans Zimmer and, you know, all of the films he's um, written music for. And um, I was like, oh, this is fucking easy. So I thought, I'm going to do great. I'm definitely going to win this quiz second round came of the gymnastics and sports and I was like great absolutely fucked it and then what else is she did um a sort of general round like general knowledge sort of round which again I did really terribly in and then the last round was a Shakespeare quote round where we had to fill in the gap of a Shakespeare quote which I did okay in But honestly, not as well as I'd have hoped. And I'm actually quite embarrassed by how badly I did. And in the end, I only got 15 out of 50. So I think I just need to brush up on um, everything, apparently. Because I really didn't do very well. Um, But that's fine. Because we're not all well versed in Shakespeare and we don't all know a lot about gymnastics and cricket. Now there has been a lot of speculation about when lockdown is going to ease because we are currently in the, I think it's the gosh I think it's the seventh week now or well it's Sunday um i don't even i genuinely don't know and this is what scares me i feel like i've honestly lost all sense of time and i i feel like the weeks just fly by and i just don't know i don't know what i've done that whole week i'm like what what the hell have i achieved um yeah i don't know it's a bit scary but yeah so i I think we're on our seventh week now And there have been lots of people talking about the fact that lockdown should end. And there's been news about, you know, maybe easing lockdown restrictions, etc, etc. And apparently today we will find out what is happening. But God, I hope they aren't stupid and do lift lockdown completely because that's just ridiculous. I mean, yesterday there was so much shit going on because the fucking scenes out in London Fields were ridiculous. People were having barbecues and like, I can't see, I can't, I have no words. It was just ridiculous. I just don't understand the selfishness of people. I mean, we all want to fucking go outside and see our friends and go to the pub and have barbecues and drink beer and like live our normal lives but we're not doing it right now because we're trying to protect the people who are vulnerable yeah you might be absolutely fine I might be absolutely fine your friends might be absolutely fine and you might think that going out and you know just sitting in the park is completely fine because you're fine but the whole point is we're protecting people who aren't fine because you going out and, like, potentially spreading a deadly disease, illness, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's harming other people. It's not about you. You might be fine, but that's not the fucking point. And this is what pisses me off so much. is just people being selfish. Like, who... Who does that i just don't oh my god it makes me furious and i feel like i could ramble on about this for fucking hours because people just don't seem to understand and i read this um this really actually quite horrifying thread on twitter the other day i'm actually going to find it right now because i obviously i obviously i know that coronavirus is an awful awful illness and like the whole thing is terrifying but I I think I'd not read something that was this I guess blunt or I don't know she she just I'll read some of it I'm I'm just going to read the a couple of the tweets because it's it's really graphic and not I don't think everyone will want to to hear it but um there are some tweets from Bess Kalb And um, if anyone doesn't know who she is, she's a TV and screenwriter and best-selling author of Nobody Will Tell You This But Me. And she tweeted, My dad is an ICU doctor treating COVID-19 patients. In the past week, he has set more, I've never seen a heart rate slash RBC count, etc. like this records than in his decades-long career. What this virus does to the body is like sticking your finger in an electric socket. Stay home. He had a patient who needed eight blood transfusions in one morning even though he wasn't bleeding. The coronavirus was just eating his red blood cells faster than his bone marrow could make them. It's fucking mystifying and brutal. If you were lucky enough to make it off a ventilator, the equivalent exertion required for that is running a marathon without training. You would likely get put on dialysis and a feeding tube next it's a nightmare, it's hell, it's what you're risking on your beach day, and I mean, there's loads of tweets in her thread, but um, I don't want to read them all, because I think, I mean, it gets progressively worse, and those really aren't that graphic, I mean, she, you know, she explains that when you're dying from coronavirus, it feels like you're drowning, because your your lungs fill up with fluid, and it's just, it's fucking, it's awful, and um but i think that's actually what people need to hear because on the news they do, i mean i don't know it's difficult because obviously we don't want to completely terrify people because that's not nice either you don't want to be completely terrified of leaving your house at all because people do need to go outside for reasons you know we need to go to the shop or we need to have our daily exercise etc But at the same time, I think they do gloss over it a bit too much sometimes because people are dying and they're dying very horrible deaths and people are dying alone too because at the end of the day, coronavirus is an illness that you you die alone from, which is, I think, for me, the most heartbreaking part is, oh God, like this is what what made me cry about that thread because there was a bit about dying alone and it it just made me realize that this is actually really fucking horrible and it's devastating and imagine if you I just can't it just makes me so sad and I think people aren't taking it seriously enough and to be honest I think it is mostly people my age and and then kind of way older people too. I mean, for example, on Friday, Bank Holiday Friday, when it was VE Day, which, I mean, first of all, I, you know, don't really have time for. I don't really... I have my opinion on it and I didn't celebrate in any way because I because of many reasons but there were all these people having street parties and fucking dancing around with no social distancing obviously and i just thought what the fuck are you doing and of course these were all like 40 year old men and women and just i just thought what like just fucking baffles me just this fucking country is such a shambles I mean, yeah, that's really all I'm going to say on that because I think, you know, people are going to have their own opinions on that too and maybe don't agree with me. But yeah, I just don't think that's really acceptable behaviour from anyone. And I just, the London Fields thing, the VE Day thing, and I just, I I don't think that's going to end though. I think people are, people just don't care, like, some people just don't care, and no matter what you say to these people, they're just, they're gonna think of an excuse, or an argument that they think is valid, and, I mean, I guess that's, that's on them, like, they're the ones who are, who are gonna be causing issues, but, The problem is they don't feel guilty about it, which is what annoys me, because they're like, oh, I'm only putting myself at risk if you're high risk, just stay home. And I just don't think that's fair, because obviously everyone wants to go out, everyone wants to do what they want to do, but we just don't, because it's fucking, people are dying, like, just stay home, it's really not that difficult. And it's it's the worst when it's people who are just being ignorant and just pretending as if all of this isn't really happening and there's people like that where I just want to fucking read this thread out to them and be like look this is what's actually happening like open your eyes which is why I think they should say maybe a slightly more explicit stuff on the news but I mean I guess I don't know maybe they're just not allowed I don't really know but that's enough on that because to be honest talking about this makes me fucking sad um in happier news I have been feeling a lot better since I've come home my friend Beth facetimed me yesterday and we were just chatting and I said you know oh my god I feel so much better now that I'm home I I can't believe I managed to stay in London on my own for so long like I don't know how I coped, like thinking back I just think, Oh my god, what was I even doing? You know, I I literally was just in bed every single day, doing absolutely fuck all. And um she just looked at me and she was like, Do you know what I'm so glad you came home? And I was like, you know, it's funny you say that because every single one of my friends who I've spoken to, um, since I've been home have all said, Thank God you came home because i was so worried about you and i hadn't i genuinely had no idea like all of my friends are like fucking hell like i was so worried i didn't want to stress you out more though like i just was trying to encourage you to go home but i didn't want to make you feel even more stressed and i was like oh my god like i i feel bad because i feel like i was um worrying so many people with my behavior when i was in London but I had no idea and I feel really awful because obviously I don't didn't want to be stressing out my friends and family um when I was struggling and I didn't I didn't really have any idea that I was doing that but then looking back I'm like of course that was worrying like I was having multiple breakdowns and I was drinking excessively you know all the things that we shouldn't really be doing um so I understand why people were worried and yeah but it's quite funny because they were all like fucking hell thank god finally and I I just feel like oh I don't know it's just weird it's weird how you can you can be completely oblivious to to the way you're acting and the way you're being perceived by other people and then when you're out of that situation looking back you're like Jesus Christ what was I doing and yeah it's just I'm really glad I came home and I can definitely see why my friends are all glad I came home too anyway that's all I'm going to talk about today I've probably missed a few things because it has been a long time since I recorded but I will be doing an episode every week now I'm not sticking to a rigid schedule of any kind, but there will definitely be a weekly episode. So, until then, bye!